Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your, yes, your Rockshineer. It's a beautiful day because I always tell you that, but somehow it really is in Atlanta. Um, although it is hot. I, mean, I just took like an hour and a half walk, um, but uh, it was worth it. Now I feel good. Do you feel good? How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Do you have a uh, benefit auction coming up, maybe a gala, and you're planning and you're like really excited? We're getting everyone back together. Or are we? Well, get a plan B. Don't get worried. Just get a plan B. It's okay. It's going to be okay. There's ways to, we, we can work and live with this. Well, maybe we, we don't want to, but we got to. And it's time to bring your supporters back together, but there's ways to, to be safe about it. And if you're at all curious and, and concerned, give me a call. Free 30-minute consultations like I've always done and I will continue to do. More than happy to walk you through what others are doing and navigating through the mass mandates, uh, people not wanting and being comfortable getting back there. How do you go high? Is it going to cost you $20,000? Well, it could, but it doesn't have to. So let me tell you about how you can do it and navigate with your budget and your resources. I'm more than happy to help. Your Rockshineer is here for you. That's why I'm not my Rockshineer. Um your Rockshineer. All right, folks, let's get to the show, shall we? Today, I'm very excited. I've been wanting to have the Zoo Atlanta on for quite some time. We got Cressy Lewis, the individual giving manager, joining us today. Now, Cressy is a licensed attorney. Now, check this out. She's a certified fundraising executive. She's the CFRE, and hopefully she'll tell us all about it. I believe I know a couple others. I think some more and more auctioneers are actually starting to get that certification, but she'll tell us all about it. But she is an animal conservation advocate as Zoo Atlanta's individual gift manager. She oversees efforts to cultivate and engage donors like all of you. And she uh, basically, she's been able to help uh, with the annual giving of, of $1,000 or more to the organizations, folks like yourself that want to give. She's able to connect with you all and 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 she leads the prestigious con uh, conservation society and is responsible for the zoo's planned giving program called legacy society so uh buckle up we're going to learn all about that today uh she discovered the importance of zoos and their role in species survival while planning her wedding in nashville at the nashville zoo in 2012 great zoo by the way and great people over there they they also do a, a brew at the zoo but i guess most zoos do brews at the zoos and zoos and booze and all that kind of stuff anyway though she's an advocate of the uh, zoos all over over. Uh, she loves to travel. She loves wildlife, including the wildlife that lives at her home uh, by the name of Chris, her husband, and her adopted dog, Muffin. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, uh, Cressy. Let's go ahead and bring her in. Hi. Hi, Seth. <laughs> Good afternoon. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for that awesome introduction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for and joining us today. I love music, too. I was dancing to the kazoo and... <laughs> It was a great, great intro. <laughs> uh, you know, I always try to find a song, um, and I'll give uh, YouTube credit for it because they have a, a, a library of just, like, free music you can use. Uh, so I always try to, like, tie something with the, with the theme of the client. If it's a school, I try to get something schooly, you know. But this one yeah. came really quick. That was the first song I found, and it just felt like it fit. Yeah, fits with the zoo and fun times. And, yeah, absolutely. I love it. All right. Well, now – Folks, our last couple guests were not coffee drinkers. And guess what? I have a feeling. Cressy, are you a, are you a coffee drinker? Ah! Oh! Sorry, Seth. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. But what is, this, what is this mug you have? It is Baby Yoda. 
I'm a big baby Yoda fan and fan of the dollar section at Target. So <laughs> yes. big Star well, Wars fan. And I, I wore this shirt not knowing that she was a Star Wars fan, folks, I swear. Uh, for those listening, it's a may the wellness be with you, but it looks like the Star Wars, uh, you know, stuff. All right, so you're not a coffee drinker. Are you a tea drinker? I do drink tea. I do like tea. Uh, I'm an Earl Grey with like um, with like honey. I, I love that. Um, yeah, love afternoon tea. I would totally be a Brit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. Well, gosh, no, I mean, I'm going to have to change this to tea time instead of coffee connections or maybe a, or tea, hmm, tea tutorials. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Can you tell everyone? I mean, I, I gave a little bit of intro, uh, info, excuse me, of what you do, but fill us all in. What is it that you do? Yeah. Um, so I'm Cressy Lewis. I'm individual gifts manager at Zoo Atlanta. I've been there about nine years this past month. And um, as Seth mentioned, I fell in love with zoos. Um, well, I've always been a fan of zoos throughout my life. And always, you know, whenever I'm traveling to a new place, the zoo is the first place I check out. Uh, um, I love I love learning about animals. And it's just always been um fond childhood memories of zoos. And then uh, when I was getting married, I picked the zoo as my wedding venue and uh, loved getting married at the National Zoo. And I started work at Zoo Atlanta the following month and uh, just just love it there. Um, I really appreciate that the zoo is, you know, our mission is we connect people with wildlife through conservation, education, resource, uh, research, and engaging experiences. That is what we do. We love connecting people with wildlife. I love connecting people with wildlife. And, um, you know, that's my job as the fundraiser is I connect people with what they're passionate about and um, get people to, you know, I learn more about, uh, I learn more about our supporters and then our supporters learn about the zoo and it's just kind of a win-win. Um, yeah, I actually stumbled upon fundraising. I was an attorney prior to, to becoming a fundraiser and um, decided that um, I've, I love the zoo and I loved uh, what our CEO, Raymond King, was doing for Zoo Atlanta. He has a great vision and plan and he was also a fellow Georgia Tech grad. So um, I, I reached out. Uh, I, I I interviewed at the zoo and I said, zoo, I know I'm a, <laughs> a licensed attorney. Um, I just want to be helpful. What can I do? And the first year or so, I, I was basically a receptionist. I was answering phones for our advancement department. And then I learned from some fabulous mentors at the zoo, uh, the ins and outs of fundraising and um, just kind of worked my way up and, and just loved learning about fundraising. I wish uh, it was an option in school. I, I wish I would have known about it um, uh, prior to stumbling upon this career because it's it's a lot of fun and um, it just fits my personality and um, I can't imagine doing anything else now. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, yeah, I can I can see uh, from the smile and if you're listening, you can hear her smile. Uh, but she's very very smiley, which means she loves what she does and that's all you can ask for in life, really. Um, all right, I got a couple questions for you. So, sure. um, connecting with the wildlife totally makes sense. It's a zoo, but my question then is, how do you take a visitor and turn them into a supporter on a financial um, way? You know, through fundraising. 
Absolutely. Well, it's been a challenge this past year. Um, you know, we were closed for two months last year. Uh, we were closed um, April and, and parts of May last year. So we were, you know, normally our supporters and our guests are visiting us at the zoo. And because we were closed, they couldn't do that. So we really had to find new ways of engaging our, our guests and donors. And we found that through social media. We have a fabulous social media team. Um, even though they couldn't be there live in person to see our animals, we have panda cam. Now we just unveiled mm -hmm. Gorilla Cam, and we just have great ways to connect, to stay connected to the zoo. So, um, yeah, social media was a huge help. Uh, we did several online fundraising campaigns through Facebook. We had a matching gift challenge that was very successful. So, um, yeah, we, we got creative. In fact, um, I don't know if you can see behind me, but I have a painting of a flamingo and a red panda. This is part of our Art Gone Wild. Uh, it's still going on. It's a two-hour art class uh, oh, based cool. on one of our animals at the zoo. It's all online. You pick up your art kit locally at a Simpson Strokes, and then um, for two hours, you have professional instruction, and it's super fun. You can get together with friends and family, and it's all from your home, and you get to create these awesome works of art. I think this month is Elephant. I was, so I was going to ask you, do you have one of the um... – uh, you know, not Indonesian, what am I thinking? Uh, Thailand elephants that uh, paint? Oh, we have an African they... elephants. We have both Tara and Kelly who love to paint. Oh, do um, they? All right. One of their favorite <laughs> enrichment. They paint two ways. Um, they can hold a paintbrush in their trunk and, and kind of manipulate the paint that way. Or my favorite is we'll put paint on one of those, like, um, um, what do you call it? It's like a, a paint, a, a grease. You know, it's what you put on a pan to keep the grease from coming out. It looks like a grate, kind of. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what we'll do is we'll put paint on that, and they will blow air through the grate and create splatter oh. art. So Whoa. it's really cool. Yeah, they have multiple ways to paint. They love it. It's one of their favorite enrichment items. And we actually sell their paintings in our gift shop. You should really be selling it at your benefit auction. Oh, we do. We do. <laughs> okay, good. I say we that. have a huge gallery of animal-created art. So we have oh, that's a lot awesome. of animal artists. Uh, and now the, the stuff that the monkeys make, uh, maybe you want to let dry. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. They're creative, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some of the fundraising, uh, talk about some of the fundraisers you do. I mean, for example, I, I mean, again. Just not knowing what exactly you do, uh, I do know that the zoo does yoga sometimes. I know they do overnight parties, uh, sleepover parties, stuff like that. Does that tie into the fundraising or is that separate? Um, it's kind of, it, it is separate. Um, we, but of course, the money raised from these all go to our daily operations. So it, it all intermingles. Um, but uh, yes, you're, you're still supporting the zoo when you come for zoo yoga or one of our overnight night crawler programs or any of our educational programs, you're still supporting the zoo. Um, but my role is specifically raising money for our annual fund. This is our, our operating, our daily operational fund, which keeps the lights on, keeps the animals fed, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, we're kind of, we're still raising money, but uh, we just kind of have different purposes. So yeah. And what? What are some of the ways that you go about raising funds for the zoo? 
Yeah, so um, we've got a couple of ways. Being a member is a huge way. Uh, visiting, becoming a member is a great way to support the zoo. Um, and I help with our conservation society. This is members who donate $1,000 or more to the zoo. Uh, they get two behind the scenes uh, encounters per year. So they get to go behind the scenes and meet one of our animals up close. They also get invitations to special parties and events and special preview openings. We do have a special preview opening. We have a, a new holiday event coming up in uh, November and Conservation Society members are going to be first to see that one. And um, we just had a Conservation Society barbecue. We were socially distanced outside last month and it was a great time to see the new African savanna. Um, so yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with that group. It is probably our closest group of supporters. And uh, yeah, um, if you're interested, it's uh, zooatlanta.org slash CS and slash CS for Conservation Society. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great place to check out. You can see our list of benefits and I will be your zoo concierge. Well, that is awesome. Now, I'm, well, my son's eight, but when he was like th two, three, four, I would love going to um, the zoo. I mean, being an annual member, just going and using the playground. It's like, you know, it's so close. It's not like you're right there. So if you live in like Decatur or something, I mean, yes. you go there and you eat lunch, you picnic, you see the elephant, you go home. You don't have to, yeah. once you, you know, the first time you go, you're like overwhelmed and, and all that. But then as you go, as you're a member, you, ex it, it becomes, a, it becomes a, a different experience for for anyone and so for the kids it's great because they get to you know they get to build a relationship with the elephant you know absolutely <laughs> and the kids know their names and they all, all ask how's tara doing today and yeah. so we have a splash fountain now and it's great oh, yeah. in the lower zoo and the kids zoo and we're also trying to cater to older kids so we have a treetop trail it's an aerial ropes course that opened a couple of years ago. So it's great for the, the older kids. And I've had mm. a four-year-old on it, and I've had an 84-year-old on it. So it's fun for all <laughs> ages. You get harnessed up. There's a mini zip line, and you feel like you're an orangutan. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, one of my favorite memories of the zoo is I went uh, – uh, it, uh, it was with my son. He must have been about four at the time. And we're walking around and then like, uh, you know, Atlanta and a rainstorm can come out of nowhere. Well, all of a sudden, this storm comes just flooding everything, waters everywhere. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, you know, as a parent, it's like, you know, your first thing as a Jewish parent, I'm like, oh, my God, we got to go into shelter. Uh, you know, I'm like, and then I'm like, nah, screw it. I'm like, he was ready to have fun. So I'm like, let's. And so we just ran around getting soaking wet, looking at all the animals getting soaking wet. Everyone else is, you know, trying to get undercover. And we just were just being animals with the animals, and it was a it was just like a, a great memory I'll always have. Uh, um, but you know the the zoo is just great, um, and also if you've never done uh, one of these uh, parties that the zoo has, like brew at the zoo or the, um, you know when you go to the zoo after hours, it's just it's such a unique experience. Um, do you do you all host those events as well? Yes, we throw some great parties. So we've got. Uh, brew at the zoo it's now turned into a monthly but smaller so a little bit easier to socially distance event um, I believe the last one is coming up at the end of this month and that one's always fun 
And um, we have in the past done a sip and safari for wine, but that's on a hold till probably next year. But uh, uh, our big gala, the Beastly Feast, is coming up on Saturday, September 18th. It is our oh, one wow. and only fundraising gala. We hope to raise over a million dollars each year. Um, and it's a, it's a great opportunity to come out to the zoo, dressed to the nines, it's black tie. Um, it's a cocktail, it's a strolling cocktail party with appetizers with uh, local restaurants throughout the zoo. Um, mm. There's some animal encounters. There's, um, we have several docents and volunteers who are out to talk about the animals. The animals are super curious to see what our gala patrons are wearing. They're, <laughs> I think they're fashion critics, but they're very interested in seeing all the jewels and everyone all dressed up and the smells of all the restaurants around. And then oh, um, yeah. after the cocktail, we have a seated tinted safari dinner. Um, it's a multi-course dinner in a in a tent that's outside and decorated to the nines, and it's it's really cool. And I'm in charge of logistics this year, so oh boy, a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's uh it's got to be a lot. Um, well, that's that sounds really cool. And and again, go you can go to uh, zooatlanta.org to learn more about that, as well as to uh, make a donation while you're there. You might yeah. as well. And if you make a donation of a thousand or more, you know who's going to be calling you. It's me. um talk about a little bit of the certified fundraising executive what is that tell everyone absolutely it is a certification from um the uh, association for fundraising professionals afp there is a local atlanta chapter and it is a certified fundraising executive um certification um it requires at least five years of of uh, work experience in a fundraising field and significant funds raised. So I have to submit evidence on my application that I've raised uh, a certain amount of money for a nonprofit and that I also have volunteer experience and so many uh, continuing education hours. And then it's a four hour uh, exam. Uh, It is multiple choice. It is in a room, one of those testing facilities. So Mm -hmm. you're in a room by yourself, um, just clicking multiple choice. So uh, it is an intense certification process. I started it May of last year and I finished it in August is when I I took my my test. So um, congratulations. It's involved, but very cool, very worth it. I learned a ton about uh, fundraising and in different areas of fundraising because it really encompasses all aspects, grants, Mm -hmm. foundations, uh, corporate, everything. So, um, yeah, I, I recommend it. It's a, a very intense, deep dive. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. And I imagine it's got to be fun to be able to pull some of that new, those new resources and, and put them to use and actually see Absolutely. that you're turning those $1,000 donors into $10,000 donors. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's, that is awesome. Now, the zoo, um, like you have your event there, but doesn't the zoo also rent out their space for others and other yes. nonprofits to come out and hang out, which by the way is also outdoors at so kind yes. of good, good time for that, right? It's a win-win. We've got uh, several locations that are great for events. Um, for those who don't know, the city of Atlanta gifted zoo Atlanta five acres to build our new African Savannah. And they also donated the old cyclorama building to us which we have turned into a multi-story ballroom and these great oh. terraces that overlook our new African savannah. So you can actually have dinner in the ballroom with windows overlooking the savannah. You can see Tara, Kelly, and Misholo, our elephants eating with you. And uh, we've also got these great double layer of terraces. Then we 
we've had some great breakfast and lunch events with the elephants. And uh, we also have a, a big event tent where we have our beastly feast. So it's a great outdoor tented space in the middle of the zoo. So we have a lot of, of great event opportunities. And we are now booking for holiday parties. So don't forget about the zoo. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah, I always always, always wonder what that cyclorama, whatever you call it was. But when did that close? I feel like it closed like several years ago now. Yes. So we opened it. We opened this. Well, we, we didn't have to get, we didn't have a grand opening of our new event space uh, because of COVID. Um, sure. We were scheduled to open around March 2020. But we've since kind of had a soft opening and um, available for booking. But yeah, the cyclorama painting moved to Buckhead History Center. So that's where it is um, uh, mm. on display now. But it was really cool. They they cut a hole in the top of the building, rolled up the painting like a carpet, and used a crane to get it out of the building. Really cool YouTube wow. video. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I would just imagine you just get the uh, you know giraffes to help out with that. Right? I know, right? That would have been easier. Yes. Uh, Actually, uh, they were curious. They were watching the whole time. Yeah. Now, you don't, you know, uh, n none of the animals are listening. What's your favorite animal? Oh, I, I get this question a lot. So I have to say that my favorite animal today is the red panda. Uh-huh. This oh, yeah. is Jackie the red panda. He is four years old. He is a youngster. Um, he actually arrived during our quarantine, during our closure, and he is a young whippersnapper, and he lives in this, like, Ewok tree village. Oh, cool. A, a really cool habitat for him. So I, I love going up and seeing him. He's in a very quiet area of the zoo, so mm -hmm. um, he's one of my, my favorites to visit. Oh, that's awesome. Uh uh, and then, like, I'm just thinking, like, during COVID and stuff, uh, or even without COVID, but I imagine there's been more of an opportunity to connect with other zoos nationally. And uh, I'm curious to know what insights maybe you learned about fundraising. I, I, this is how I, I describe it is you're in a situation where you can't raise money the way you used to. Did you find a way and maybe or heard a way from someone else that you're able to pull money out of thin air? <laughs> yes, we did talk with other zoos. Um, they were extremely helpful in helping us open uh, safely. So we started opening with one-way paths and uh, timed ticketing, uh, which we still have timed ticketing. If you are buying a ticket for the zoo, you must have a timed entry time, uh, which you can buy online with your ticket. And uh, But for members, you can walk up anytime these days. So that's great. Um, but yes, we learned a ton from other zoos. Um, we did do a virtual gala last year. So Beastly Feast was virtual and mm -hmm. it, it was still beloved by our, our patrons. We, we got pictures of our patrons and fancy PJs and still having drinks and dinner and, and listening to our program, which we did kind of behind the scenes of the zoo. So we did some kind of like insider information that a lot of uh, any go behind the scenes, which, um, you know, patrons don't normally get to do at events. So it was kind of a, a great experience to see a different type, uh, a different view of the zoo um, than normal. So that was really cool. And then we also did, uh, thanks to social media, um, and this was something I've been really proud of, we do a online t-shirt campaign where mm. we raise money by selling t-shirts uh, through a two or three week span of the year. And last year we did, uh, we featured one of our pandas, Yong Yong, and it was original social distancing expert 
and a picture of Yang Yang. And we raised about $35,000 in three weeks, which was huge for us. And mm -hmm. it was a great way to connect other Panda fans across the world. I think we had donations on six continents, which wow. is fabulous. Wow. And um, yeah, everyone was was supporting the zoo and they were uh, wearing their t-shirts everywhere. We got great pictures of people all over the world wearing their Yong Yong socially distanced expert t-shirt. And we picked Yong Yong because pandas are solitary and they're natural at social distancing. So it fit. Something to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally fit. But, and that's the kind of thing though. It's like, you know, be it a t-shirt or be it a mug, maybe you always put those in your auction and, and they always, you know, sold for, you sold a hundred of them. But if you take that and you separate it and now you do that, you know, at a time where you're not really doing fundraising, you might actually not take, not make, you know, the hundred, you know, maybe the $5,000 you made on it, but turn that into 50,000. And so yeah. there's ways you could pull that money out of thin air and keeping creative uh, like that um is is great so um awesome well what, uh, what anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to maybe mention um i do have one thing uh we have a great way to to connect folks to our animals through a wish list uh we have Ooh, a keeper wish list uh where the keepers pick enrichment items that they think the animal that they take care of would really enjoy and sometimes it's like fake plants for um a bird habitat or it's a um, or it's a bubble machine, or it's a men's cologne for scent enrichment for our, our fusa. Um, so we have several different ways um, that you can several different items you can buy. We've got one for every budget, um, and that's also on our website under the support section. You'll see our wish list, and so that's a great way to to connect with the animals. And then you can visit and see that item in use by that animal. So oh, that's that's it's a awesome. Win -win. Now, do you all still take bamboo or no? Oh, we do. We have a bamboo hotline and a bamboo website. It's online. So if you search our ba our website for bamboo, um, you'll see a donation form. And we have five or six bamboo technicians that go um, about an hour's radius of Atlanta to harvest bamboo for our, for our animals. And uh, awesome. we've got four adult pandas. They eat about 100, 150 pounds of bamboo a day. So we go through a Whoa. lot. So, um, yes, if you've got bamboo <laughs> crazy. on, yes, it's a lot. And it's tax deductible. Um, I will give you a tax receipt for the bamboo that is, is harvested on your property. So, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. So, listen, if you got bamboo, you should do that. But also write a check for $1,000 while you give them the yes. bamboo. Might as well, because you want to have yeah. a personal conversation with Cressy here. So, absolutely. You know. <laughs> absolutely. I give great chores. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've enjoyed chatting with you folks. Do go to zooatlanta.org. And before I let you go with Coffee Connections, do you have anyone that you'd like to recommend that's a nonprofit uh, here do. in Atlanta that's an innovator? Oh, I do. Absolutely. Stuart Jackson of the Historic Oakland Foundation. The Oakland Cemetery is a neighbor of Zoo Atlanta. He's a great friend of mine, and he is definitely an innovator. So we'll have to welcome Stuart in the future. <laughs> That would be great. Thank you so much. I appreciate the intro there. Also, uh, good luck with everything. Sounds like uh, you've got a busy season ahead of you, and hopefully everything stays well. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be looking for you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll look for you when I'm at the zoo, but it might be I'm hard to find there. me because I kind of fit in with the uh, orangutans, you know? I don't know. You're kind of scaly today. Maybe yeah. like Eastern Indigo <laughs> Snake. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, folks. We'll thanks, see you. Uh, we'll see you again on Thursday. Thanks. Oh, this Thursday, Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in.